Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that. But why? Why? Why is it rate? Anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are gonna sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Cressy You've just been fired, baby. Cressy, you're a snake in a degrass. Swing, swing, swing your jaw for the death of Jean Charles de Menezes. Oh, Cressy, agent of white supremacy. Cressy, you got Hades door. Fix your lips to say the Met is no longer institutionally racist. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, Cressy, do, 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 do. <laughs> if you do not know about that big boy tune, nah, if you do not know about that big boy tune, by Sixpence None the Richer, then I really do not know for you. It's called Kiss Me. Kiss me beneath the milky twilight in me. Bit, oh! Me personally, and this is probably where I'm going to sound like a weirdo. Me personally, I believe that that is a great song to shake your ass to. Like, want you back that ass up yeah it's one of them ones to me that's what i hear in my head so when she starts going kiss me oh you just have to bend forward hand on the knee and just pop it back pop it back pop it back big tune big tune um well if you're like what the hell is going on here yeah 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 it's another week, it's another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. It's me, Kelechi, in this beautiful place to be. Um, Back, you know, back like I never left. By the time you're listening to this, I'll probably have just touched down in Lagos town. I'll just touch down in, in Niger, in Nigeria, going to do my bits you know going to do my bits and to feel some hot warm sun on my skin because this bad vibes island known as like england is just not it's not great for me i said this bad vibes as britain rather it's just not it's not my vibe it's not my zhuzh um so yeah i'll be by the time this episode comes out i will be in lagos or Lagos, as they like to call it for some reason in um, the Marvel movies, even though they're not talking about the place in Portugal. Uh, although when you think about the initial, how we got the name Lagos anyway, it was because of the Portuguese um, colonizers. Mm, interesting. Um, 
yeah, anyway, um, I'll fact check that, but I, I, I pretty much think I'm right. Um, yeah, it's, it's a mad time. I'm glad to be going. And so I can finally, finally launch the GoFundMe for the children's home that I'm building um, in Nigeria or I'm aiming to build in Nigeria. I've done a lot of work. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast is what I'll say first and foremost, because the sponsorship, you know, the ep- adverts that I run on the podcast, uh, one of the main reasons I thought that, you know, it would be good to do them and to agree to them actually is because it meant I could put money to the side constantly, constantly, constantly to do what I'm now um, well, the stage of what I've now done in um, Nigeria, but I now need to like pick up pace, you know, especially after the panoramic, the panda bear really kind of slowed things down and made things extremely difficult. Um, I, yeah, I just want to get back into my things really. So the house that I was helping my mum build that took a lot of money out of me, um, it's now built and it's beautiful. She's loving it. And I just want her to have her things. You know, I feel like when you see your parents, why am I getting emotional? We've only just started the podcast, but you know, when you see your mum, like struggle and, and do all the things that she had to do in this country to just get by, um, you understand why they couldn't be always the space for the emotional, yeah, the emotional capacity for certain things when they're, when a lot of our parents were just trying to survive, do you get me? And so I don't want her to like be grinding her head, grinding her head, trying to stay in these ends known as um, England, you, you know, like, so now that she's got a house there, finally, and I know like throughout the years, she's tried to build something, like build something from when I was younger, she's tried to build something and there was always one thing or another or another. And then she got this land and it was just sitting there for ages and ages and um yeah I just got to work and now she's got she's got this place and it's beautiful it's exactly where she wants to be um on the mainland she didn't want all of the lecky vibes she's not one of them ones like she just wanted to be where she's grown up you know and um you know it's it's one of the prides of my life that I've been able to do that for her it's not like massive but it's exactly what she wanted and it's what I could do you know with the financial capabilities that I have at this time it just meant I had to work even fucking harder um and yeah so that's happened so that's out of the way done and so that means that she's basically constantly on site um and so are the people that will be helping her to run um the children's home eventually they're they're basically on site they're on the same plot of land um with the children's home and you know with her background in um mental health nursing and things like that it just means that I know that they'll be great and they'll be safe and also finding the best social workers um from here um and as well as um Nigeria um who can equip us with the right kind of uh framework to make the children's home as safe as possible and that they develop in a healthy um way as well as the resource center that will be uh, you know attached to it where people who um, want to be you know the, who, who have their children but also want to learn further skills can do so for free because there'll be like internet set up and they'll have like a mentorship and um workshops and things delivered 
through the internet so they have more skills to do whatever the whatever they want to do you know it's not about telling them what to do but it's just about um, giving them the um resources so that they'll be able to do it and at the same time they can pick up nappies they can pick up this they can pick up that to me that's how i contribute back into this um hellscape that of the, oh you know this simulation that we're in like this is how i contribute to it and it's a long-term goal it's not something i'm thinking that boom i'll be done like very soon but um i'm ready to actually build the building like let me fucking get that done in it so um the gofundme will go out once i've like settled in um for the time that i'm there um i'm only there for a short while but for the time that i'm there i'll be able to make a video so you see what i'm working with and if you can support it i'd really really love that like it's it's a big ambition but i also know that it's part of my legacy it's part of why I'm here, you know, and one thing always leads into the other. Initially, when I started the podcast, I was just like, this is a love letter to myself, but it also became a vehicle for me to be able to do other things as well. So I really want to um, build on that. So anyway, saying that, big up yourselves for supporting more time. I finally saw the names in the credits um, of the people who donated when we're doing the crowdfunding for more time, the short film that's meant to be a proof of concept for a TV series that we'd like to have um, with myself and Susan Wakoma and, um, you know, some absolutely fantastic actors um, that we were working with, um, written and uh, written by Kevin Morosky and and... Tom Dunn, my baby boys, and directed by them both too. Um, it just looks amazing. The The visual effects are incredible. So you can check it out. I'll put an, um, a link in the show notes if you haven't watched it already. It's moretimeshow.com. So you can watch it there. Some of you have been wily and have already managed to just take the YouTube link and watch it that way. The reason that I think Kevin set it up the way that he did where you can watch it by sending a tweet to the commissioners that would usually commission these sorts of series is to kind of drum up that energy um, around them. Like, these are the things that we want to watch. Can you just, you know, commission these sorts of things? This is what we want to watch. Um, but I know some people don't have Twitter or don't they don't use it like that. So when you click on the link, it tries to take you to Twitter. You just ignore that and go back to your browser, click on the video, the YouTube video, and you'll be able to watch it. Um, and it was great to play that character. It's great to play Lola, who, um, yeah, is rather a little bit different from me because she's quiet. She's still trying to find her voice. And I feel like I played her honestly. And, you know, I love acting. So I was able to do that and bring that to life. And we had a screening last week, Thursday, and that was an incredible evening um for many reasons it was it was great i really enjoyed it big up yourself rotty for doing my makeup um yeah so yeah it was it was truly truly um an amazing event and i look forward to all the things that we're able to do going forward so um let me check my notes have i missed anything out um i mean we've only just started um no that's it I think I've covered everything there let's jump into the tarot then so the tarot for this week I put to spirit if it feels like I'm rushing right it's simply because I've got to get to the airport in a bit but I couldn't not record the um, episode and I and there is a thing about me recording on a Sunday like I can't record it any earlier because sod's law I will go to record on a Saturday night or something to prepare so I don't have to do it on a Sunday and something will happen on a Sunday that I'll have to come back to re-record or something so I just thought you know what do it the way that I usually do it so whatever comes up after that Omar it's not my business I've done what I needed to do I stuck to my timetable so um yeah 
um, I'll try and get through all of this so you have your episode and and I pray that it enriches your week the way that it enriches mine to make it and to see your feedback. Um, yeah. Also, before I could jump into the tarot, actually, another thing came to my mind. So the live show, people have been on my case. When I tell you they've been on my back about merch for the live show. Now you're new. Well, you all remember that I swore up and down. I'm not doing no fucking merch. I don't want to know merch. What's merch? What is merch? Is that merchand merchandicular? Is that is that an angle? Because I don't know. I don't have. I don't know merch. I don't know her. But I know that some people do want to get the affirmation cards. Or sorry, the yeah, the oracle cards, the spiritual seasoning for the soul. So if there is a possibility that I could possibly, in one way or other, do that, it'll be good to get an idea of the people that would actually get it from the show because I don't want to do anything to do with shipping or anything like that unless I'm extremely forced to. But I do not want to interact with it in that way. But if there's a way of having a um, a small batch at the live show based on how many people actually want them and express interest, I'll consider it. But otherwise, like I said, I don't want to know. I find it so draining the whole process. The only reason I would consider the Oracle deck is because I've already made it. So I can just re get them to send me out, um, get my printers to send me out another batch, basically. Um, you know, obviously pay them. They're not sending it out to me for free, but um, obviously pay them. So it might have to be even maybe it's a pre-auditing. I don't know. See, already I'm I'm annoyed by the thought because of all the things that have to go into it and all the prep that I have to do once the um, decks arrive to prepare them for you. Like, you know, so they go to the people that they need to go to. But holler at me. I mean, we're in mid-Feb now, aren't we? Pretty much. We're mid-Feb. Um, shows in April. So I need to pretty much know ASAP. Um but yeah, anyway, tarot. So the thing that came to my mind this week when I was pulling the cards is um, I just heard the words passion and trust. So we see where this takes us. The first card that came out um, from the spiritual seasoning for the soul deck is number one. Actually, this moment is the most important. Is this how you want to use it? Like, are you doing the thing that makes your heart glad? Like in this moment, when you check in with yourself, do you feel the a passionate fire within you? Like, do you trust that where you are right now is where you want to be? You know, um, the next card that came out from the nature, let me get it. The nature nurture deck, um, by Marcella Kroll is Orca number 39 records. And it opens on the exact page as well. It says by drawing this card today, you are encouraged to go deeper into your subconscious and explore the idea of previous lifetimes to uncover any patterns, vows commitments or agreements that are possibly affecting your current relationship or situation if you feel like you need more clarity pull another card to ask what you need to know about um with um what you need to know about the situation at hand then if necessary pull another card to ask how do i proceed now obviously i've got the other cards from the other decks as well i'm using the lisa star modern witch tarot deck um apart from this but there is that idea that sometimes you feel a quiet nagging a quiet tug on your consciousness that's kind of like oh hey hey boo do you is this what is this what we agreed to do is this why we came here and some people manage to maybe quell those um you know those kind of uh nudges they kind of manage to ignore them for as long as they manage to ignore them for i mean some people manage to ignore it until their very last moment on this earth however 
other people eventually they try to pay attention to what it is because until you pay attention to what it is you'll be sent external messages you'll be sent external situations that redirect you back to yourself to ask you is this what is this what you agree to do is this what is this how you want to spend your time here doing this what you are doing right now if it is then guan my g like you are on track you are on job great and that's not to say that if it isn't you're not on track because maybe part of the journey is missing road you know you miss road for a bit and you're like ah omo i don't miss road and then you find the road again you find your path again that's all part of it in it because the card that comes from the lisa style modern witch tarot deck is the moon in reverse intuition is inhibited something about your intuition something about your wild side something about that side that is primal that is raw that is just so viscerally connected to all that is around you to the earth to the trees to the water like it's just to the air around you to the fire that you are able to spark like you are connected to so much um, and yet you try to dull your senses because it can feel overwhelming to feel all of these things, especially when you are existing in a society where you are encouraged to feel less and to buy more. And then, you know, it's it's backwards. You're encouraged to buy so that you can feel when actually... And then they'll tell you, well, no, we made you feel something. That's why you went to go and buy the thing. But no, your senses have been dulled. So what you even consider to be a feeling is really not much, you know. And so you go to buy the thing, hoping that that thing fills the void and it makes you feel something. Um, I mean, sometimes it does if it's like a if it's like a vibrator or a cock ring or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, that's really beside the point, And I need to speak to somebody about that. But um, what I'm trying to say is that, like, most times you get these things and they don't do the thing that you thought that they were going to do. It doesn't fix your life like Inyanla. I mean, Inyanla doesn't really fix much, many lives, really. Maybe some, I don't know. Um, But yeah, so you have to come back to yourself because everything that you're searching for outside of you is already within you. And I know that that sounds like woo-woo, but it's true. Like people don't um, bring us love. Love is already within us the people and the experiences that we have of them show us where the love is within us. And that's why we want to be around people. And that's part of it. Like we're, we're, we're beings that like to be connected because everything in and of itself is actually connected. But it seems like part of the reason that this um, lack of connection is taking place is because of past disappointments, five of cups. Maybe it was thinking that you wanted to kind of move somewhere and be somewhere else. It's, and it didn't happen the way that you wanted or maybe it's somebody that passed away maybe it was a um or maybe it's a childhood like you didn't really get to have is there's a sense of like grief that's going unaddressed or not addressed as um deeply as it should be in order to allow you to move on um and to to really experience the life that you deserve to experience um some of you are probably on that journey right now you already know this and this is just a um you know an encouragement that you know this so carry on with doing what you're doing but there are the two cups behind you always yeah there are three cups that have spilled but there are two cups behind you that are still um very much you know available for you to use and it makes me think about reciprocity it also also makes me think about chances Every day, in every moment, there is a chance for us to love and be loved. Every day, in every moment, there is a chance for us to be the embodiment of love. It's a chance for us to be, um, to express our passions and to express trust in ourselves and trust in divinity that 
whatever we are seeking is also seeking us um and you will you will find your sunshine you will find your sunlight because the next card is the sun card up you know up upright so it's interesting that we've got the moon in reverse and then we've got the sun also in the same card basically reminding you that you're not able to do light work as mariam hasana says we're not able to do light work if you do not want to do shadow work you have to go to the parts within you if you for you to feel the ex true expanse of the passion that you are capable of there has to be the part you have to be able to go to the parts of you that you are scared of like we talked about last week go to the parts of yourself that you're scared of the your the, the your desires that you probably don't want to um admit or even recognize or acknowledge examine those um sit with those so that you can move on to feel something else it's okay to want partnership it's okay to want um a life different to this one a career different to this one it's okay to want something different but you have to be able to admit that to yourself and know what that is or it's not even case of different but to want more you might be in a situation where you're like oh I'm actually happy where I am but I want more of this um how do I build on this or maybe what what that means in taking your relationships or your interactions your connections to a, a, a next level now the eight of pentacles comes out in reverse here to say that hey 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 this message is not about you then going on another journey um, journey of oh i'm working on myself i'm working on myself there's nothing inherently quote unquote wrong with you you were you are made in the image of the divine and thus you are perfect as you are in terms of your essence so this is not about reconfiguring what makes you you this is merely about living as you so many people are busy of um, doing the work of self-improvement and they don't take a moment to actually live in the self that they've quote unquote improved and and enjoy themselves for what they are because the distraction is in the oh yeah the distraction and the self-punishment I guess is in the task um of oh I'm I'm bettering myself I'm bettering myself um you're discovering aspects of your better self or whatever you might want to call it, but everything was already there. Everything was already there. You're just going back to it. So this shouldn't be another thing of like, oh, well, I've got more work to do on me. This is more of a case of sitting in the work that you have done and identifying, you know, how much of it resonates with you. Because unless you check in, you don't actually know whether the direction that you're headed is the direction that you truly want to be headed in, right? So that message just feels very, um, move my leg. That, that message feels very, very clear to me. And I pray that it resonates with you. So anyway, I'll big up the first of this week's show sponsors who are linked in and then we'll jump in to share your magnificence. So it's a new year. But it's feeling harder than ever to find and hire the qualified people you need, especially for small businesses. That's where LinkedIn jobs come in. They make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. I mean, imagine that you're someone like Cressida Dick. You're now out of a job. You've got to start thinking like, what am I going to do? So maybe someone like that wants to jump on LinkedIn jobs too to see what, you know, she can find. And maybe they're out here. I mean, they're not a small business, are they? Thinking like, who are we going to hire in her place? And so you're going to want to look through, you know, profiles and things like that. So you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond. 
to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Focus on candidates which, uh, with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of the um, most qualified people, maybe asking them, like, do you think that the, this force is institutionally racist and see what they say and go from there? That will be your red flag. Then anyway, use the simple tools on LinkedIn jobs to find, to quickly filter and prioritise who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn jobs, um, helps you to find the candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post a job for free. So just visit linkedin.com slash straws. Again, that's linkedin.com slash straws to post a job for free. And obviously terms and conditions apply like Cressida is now finding out. Anyway, Let's jump into Share Your Magnificence. Now, my first Share Your Magnificence this week goes out to some teenagers in Lewisham who started uh, an, um, an initiative called Bank of Things. Um, they started the initiative as a way to help each other get items that they otherwise wouldn't want to pressure their parents to get for them. So they supply everyday essentials to um, young people Um so they don't have to put that financial pressure on their parents um, since London has the highest rate of child po uh, poverty of any English region, um, which is sad if you think about it, because London's meant to be that this city of like, oh, well, you know, a lot of the people who don't live in London talk about how a lot of the wealth in the UK is directed to England, but actually we find that a lot of it is generated, sorry, it's gen, um, is directed to London, but we find that a lot of it is generated from London based on where the, um, a lot of the companies are. That's not saying that that's how it should be done. I'm just saying that that's basically how it is, but things need to be better because there are workers, there are people everywhere. Right. So to know that this, um, city is the hub of you know all of the things that's happening yet we've got the highest rate of child poverty it just tells you how uninhabitable London is so when you see dickhead people um online who are meant to know better but they don't and they're talking about oh well you know if you want something if you want to buy a house if you want to buy a flat you just have to save oh my mum sold her car and I went private school and I did this and I did that and I this is a direct send out to this specific person because I've heard that you've tried to run my name on your little channels before but you see how range is lacking and you can you can see how me and you are not age mates. We're not age mates. We're not even intellectual mates. On any day, I will bury you. On any given day, I will bury you. Because you lack empathy and you lack, you lack critical thinking skills. You lack it. Upon all the ed education that your parents allegedly paid for, you do not know what you are talking about. Yet you're platformed maybe because of just the cultural wave that we have at the moment. But it'll be great to not have such Thatcherite views when you're talking about the people that look like you. Go and find some nuance. Like, I knew there was a problem from when people are out here platforming Sean Bailey or because I just want people to like be able to speak like we should be able to hear a, um, a range of of, of 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 people's different perceptions not just because like we're all black people we have to think the same thing yeah not because we're black people we all have to think the same thing but I'd hope that you'd use fucking sense and empathy in whatever you are thinking about you know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really sad that that is the case. And instead of people understanding that this is showing us that this system 
isn't flawed. The system is doing exactly what the system was meant to do. It is us that have to say, we don't want this system anymore. It is leaving so many people impoverished. It's leaving so many people destitute. We do not want this system anymore. Yet here we have these teenagers who, um, you know, when you think astrologically as well, what it means for them, where Pluto is, where Neptune is, all of that generationally, they're on a different vibe. They're on a different vibe and they just refuse to tolerate certain things that we've kind of become apathetic to um, and resigned to. So I just think like it's beautiful that they're doing this, but it's heartbreaking that they would even have to do this in the first place. Um, they're called um, Lewisham Bank of Things um, online. Let me see their, their, um, their bank on Twitter. They are bank of underscore things. Bank of Things Lewisham. Um, and yeah, so I invite you um, to go and support them. It's run by Lewisham Young Mayor's Office, which is lovely. Um, oh, look at the mayor. Beautiful, beautiful bab. Um, young Mayor Rosanna Campbell and Deputy Young Mayor Olivia Marsling. Um, oh, wow. Look at that. Look at the youth. Look at the youth. Look at what they are doing. Look at all. I'll just get emotional up in here. I just think it's beautiful that they are, um, you know, that they're doing this and they, they're doing it in collaboration with Lewisham Local, um, a charity dedicated to connecting, sharing and giving support to local good causes and making Lewisham a better place. So, um, yeah, support them. Bank of Things, two slaps on your chest for doing what needs to be done um, because it's not easy out here and it's beautiful to see... Um, the power of community um the power of community but also understanding that we shouldn't have to be doing this young people shouldn't have to be doing this if the government just did their pussy clark jobs they wouldn't have to be doing this but i appreciate you all the same for doing what you're doing it's truly you know amazing to be like to behold um so that's my share your magnificence and then i've got a letter here we go says, hi, Kelechi. I hope you're having an amazing week. I wanted to share an experience from last night that is both a share your magnificence moment and also a moment to hand out some straws. I went and saw Get Up, Stand Up in London last night. As someone who works within the industry and goes to a lot of theatre shows, one of the things that I absolutely adore about this show is that being a part, being part of the audience feels like sharing a moment of pure, unadulterated um, black joy. It's the only show that I've been to where I feel a profound sense of community with the audience. The only show where the audience is predominantly black and biracial people all coming together to appreciate the incredible story of an icon that had an immeasurable impact on the world. My grandma was born in Jamaica and came to Britain as part of the Windrush generation. And this is the first and only West End musical that feels like a celebration of women and people like her and of Jamaica of its culture, of its people, and the iconic music that they have given to the world. Now, both times that I've seen the show, now there have been a um, there have been people of quite a specific complexion. Quite is spelled Q W H I T E. Quite a specific complexion that clearly do not have the good grace to know their place. But last night was another level. Two rows directly in front of me sat four white women. The youngest of the group looked like she must have been at least in her early mid thirties. The oldest looked like looked at least in her fifties. From the moment they sat down before the show even started, I could tell they'd been hit in the wine. They literally stumbled into their seats. 
The show starts and one of them is still on her phone for the first few minutes. I'd usually give her a straw just for that, but that was not even the beginning of their madness. From the get-go, they were singing along loudly and waving their arms around to the songs that they knew, basically treating the whole thing like a concert rather than a theatre performance. I clocked on pretty quickly that they only knew Bob Marley's more palatable, um, in parentheses for white people, tracks, but um, had zero knowledge of his protest songs. I was not even remotely shocked. During the scenes without music, they'd be talking amongst themselves or on their phones. And by the interval, four people around them had asked them to be quiet. During the last number before the interval, they literally stood up and were singing and dancing. And when an usher tried to get their attention to tell them to sit down, they ignored him. During the interval, they stumble out and come back with even more wine in their hands. The second half begins and it's more of the same singing along, talking and nonsense behaviour. Here's when they fully nearly caught a jab to the throat, though. I don't want to give too much away in case you haven't seen the show. But in the second half, there's a beautiful, beautiful part where the actor playing Bob Marley stands in a single spotlight and tells the story of how Jamaica was colonised and the people's journey to freedom. He talks about the brutalization that the indigenous communities faced and how hundreds of years later, the people emancipated themselves from slavery. He then sings Redemption Song. For me, that moment of the show feels like a pastor preaching to a congregation. It feels spiritual, deeply moving, poignant and just beautiful. And these bitches talked through the whole fucking thing. A black woman in the row between me and them leaned forward and rightly told them, you need to shut the fuck up and show some respect. Instead of humbling themselves, apologising or just shutting the fuck up, the white woman turns around and tells the black woman to shut up, tells her she's rude, tells her to mind her business. There are no ushers around to do anything. And in the end, about five or six people, myself included, were telling them that enough is enough and they need to fix the fuck up and act correctly. If they had been within my reach, hair would have been ripped out of their heads. That's just a few examples of the BS that they pulled. And to say that the whole experience was ruined by them is an understatement. Luckily, it was not my first time seeing the show and I hadn't had to pay for a ticket as I was invited because of my job. But I felt so deeply sorry and so angry for the people who would have paid hundreds of pounds for their tickets just for it to be ruined by the disgusting behaviour of those four drunken pussycluts and their sense of entitlement. I can't say who I work for because if anyone I work with in the industry listens to this, they would know who I am. But if anyone else happens to reach out to you with this same story, please feel free to give them my personal Instagram handle to dm me and i will do my best to get them comps to see the show again so they can fully enjoy it side note i'm sure some of the people around me were sym listeners because i swear at one point i heard a woman behind me say kelechi will be hearing about these jankros (laughs) (laughs) oh lord Lord, what have you got on your child to start? <laughs> um, it goes on to say, I feel like the white people going to see this show need to be told that it is not for them. You as white people have been represented in every form of art, media and whatever else for, cent- for centuries, while black people and their stories have been erased, mistold and misrepresented for centuries. When you as white people go to see this show and you are part of the audience of black and biracial people celebrating their heritage, their power and an icon that inspired them, whether you paid for a ticket or not, you are a guest. 
Act accordingly. Sit down. Shut the fuck up. Listen to the history of the people around you. We don't get to see our stories told every fucking day. Show respect or don't show up. It's literally that simple. So my share your magnificence is for the cast and creatives of get up stand up who have created a beautiful piece of theater they they deserve all the slaps on their chest and all the flowers especially arinze kene whose portrayal of bob marley is absolutely stunning and so he is and so is he actually that's not in the letter i'm just saying that he's a fine fine man anyway also two slaps to every audience member that endured the fuckery that those dickhead women dealt out for two and a half hours special mention to the black woman that they had the caucasity to chat back to because she would have been well within her rights to drag all of them up and down and of course i hope those four white women take a straw and suck their mums for the rest of eternity you disrespectful pricks sending you peace love and gratitude for all that you do kalechi listening to your podcast every week brings more joy than I'd ever be able to express. No, thank you. This was just like one of the best letters ever. Wow. Wow. Just a culmination because sometimes it you can't share magnificence without sharing a straw because for the magnificence to prevail, they have to be doing so despite of people who are moving waywardly and who are moving mad. Just like when I talked about Lewis and Bank of Things, these young, these amazing young people wouldn't have to be doing what they were doing if these dickheads that were voted into power were doing what they needed to do so a straw for them straw for these four white women um i'd call them the four white women of the apocalypse um oh that's that would make a great title for this episode the four white women of the apocalypse anyway um yeah and two slaps in your chest everybody involved uh with get up stand up you're doing amazing things doing great sweetie i haven't seen it yet um i hope i do get to go i'll buy a ticket i'll buy a ticket and go and watch it because i love a good show um and you know you lot know how much i love theater so i'll definitely go and check it out um so that's that for share your magnificence i believe okay cool so let me pick up the second of this week's show sponsors who are dipsy emails laundry grocery seasoning food washing chicken washing your less like the lit the list goes on i said less legs <laughs> the list goes on there's a lot that's on your to do your to-do list but what should be at the top is you you should be at the top of your to-do list to do you literally figuratively all of the all of the ivlies this year put yourself first with the help of dipsy sometimes doing less can lead to so much more dipsy stories believes in less analyzing and more feeling your feelings less stressing and more easing into things less scrolling and more savoring the moment less pressure and more pleasure if you're thinking about making a resolution this year instead of depriving yourself why not focus on providing for yourself with Dipsy, you can focus on giving yourself pleasure, which is a habit you'll want to keep all year. Dipsy Stories is an app full of sexy audio stories. And now they even have a brand new, um, they even have brand new written stories. So no matter what you're into, what turns you on, Dipsy helps you to bring these stories to life anytime, anywhere. But like I keep telling you, try to keep it, let's keep it out of the public do it in your home, not out in public. But then you do have stories um, about doing it in public as well. Those are really sexy. Close your eyes and let yourself get lost in the world where only good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. There are hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week. So there's always more to explore. 
And they also have wellness sessions to help you wind down and explore and sleep, um, you know, sleep sessions to help you drift off. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30 day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash straws. That's D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash straws. That's 30 days of full access when you go free. And um, when you go, <laughs> that's 30 days of free access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash straws. So go and enjoy, get your life and get your groove on. Anyway, let's get to So You Mad. My first story for So You Mad has to be the fact that Minister Marion Hall, who I just spoke about the other day, I literally just spoke about my lady saw the other day and boom, here we go with an update. Lady saw says, listen, listen up, hoes. I'm coming back and I'm coming back for my things. I'm coming back for all of my things. And I knew she would. You know, I knew she would because you're not blessed with talent like that. You're not blessed with lyrical talent like that. And you're going to turn around and go, oh, I'm just going to go and be in the church. I'm not knocking anybody for being in the church. But what I'm telling you is that sometimes minister, minister through the dance hall, minister through the slack lyrics, because something shifts in my soul when I hear them lyrics. Why does it have to be different? God reaches us in different ways. This was you. This is how you as a vessel are being used. Give me the words. Give me the things. Anyway, Minister Marion Hall wrote on Facebook, I believe it was, um, to all Christians and non-Christians who've been, who's been coming up against my ministry. Congratulations on your mission to bring me down. You've You've successfully done so. I've now decided to step away from my calling in order to fulfill your desires. I will no longer be preaching or keeping church on any social media platform. May God forgive me. Auntie Marion Hall, I promise you, hand on heart, you are forgiven. You are forgiven because this this is where your passion is. Like the tarot said this week, this is where your passion is. Do not allow for the dogma of the church, not all of the churches, because I know some of you will now start screaming up and down. Do not allow for the dogma of evangelist um, Christianity to stop you, to inhibit you from sharing that talent that you have. I need it. I need it back in my life. I need it. I just absolutely cackled when she said, I've now decided to step away from my calling in order to fulfill your desires. Baby, it is your desire too. Why are you projecting it on us? You want to come back. You want to come back because if you didn't, you wouldn't. You can't say, oh, because of people or, you know, the world is asking me to turn away. The secular world is asking me to turn away from my calling and now I must go and do it. No, no, no. Because if you were really about it, about it to to the point where you're a minister, you you don't have to come back. You don't but you want to come back. Admit that to yourself. This is what I was saying earlier. Admit your passions and trust in your passions, trust in your desires, Minister Marion Hall, aka Lady Saw. Trust that this is where you need to be and this is what I need. We all need, we all need, there is no, there is literally nobody who does it like you. You have to, you have to do the things. And I'm worried for some of the girls. I'm worried for some of the girls because when Lady Saw comes back, <gasps> Jesus of Kingston, Jamaica. Wow. That is going to be a lot. That is going to be a lot. The only person I really feel like in the in the current group of girls that are running the scene, the dancehall scene, like 
I feel like Spice would be able to hold her own. And I think that that's why she wants to come back. Do you understand when you retire from something and you're like, I'm done. I've, sh- I've done everything that I need to do. There's nobody that can chat to me. And then you hear someone's bar, you hear them drop a bar in a, in a song and you're like, what the fuck? What, who the fuck do you think you are? Instantly, you are inspired in the most like, you know, in the most raw, the, the like in the most like the rawest way possible. You're like, no, 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 no. That sounds very much like it's encroaching on my talent, like, or it's encroaching on my legacy. I'm coming back because you're not going to try me. You're not going to try me in this day and age. And I mean, coffee, uh, coffee isn't part of the whole thing, but lyrically, homie's untouchable. So I wouldn't even include coffee in all of this. So it's really about like Shensia, it's it's pretty much about the women that Lady Saw actually called out by name. You know, she was like Spice, Shensia. Funny that she didn't mention Lisa Mercedes. She was just not mentioned. That would, do you know how much that would hurt my feelings? That you're coming for all of these other girls saying that they're not good enough. They're not this, they're not that. Unless she didn't mention her because she's cool with her. But I don't think that's the case. I would be vexed if you've mentioned all these girls and saying that they're not good enough. And then I don't even get a mention. That means that I'm just so irrelevant, which would be very, very sad, basically. But like I said in a previous episode, like she mentioned these girls by name and she was just basically like, nah, you don't have it. Like you're not, you're not, you're not the ones. And um, that's just that. From then I knew that she was likely to be on her way back. And when she's now talking about her royalties and things from her songs, I was like, ah, she's on her way back. And then here we have it. She's like, see what you hoes have done? I hope you're happy. Y'all won. Y'all won. I hope you're happy. I've now got to return and bad up the scene. I, for one, I'm happy. I'm not going to deny that because I don't think that it has to be one way or another. I don't think that, oh, it's either you choose slack um, lyrics or you choose God because God can be everywhere as long as I am there. Do you get me? It is what it is, ma'am. So uh, me personally, welcome back. Welcome back, auntie. (laughs) Um... I look forward to whatever the first single is because I know that I'll be blasting that shit. Um, but again, this isn't confirmed, by the way. This this is mere speculation, whatever she means by the statement that she put out. But I feel like that's what she means by the statement that she put out. Anyway, going from one um, lyrical great to uh, one musical great to another, Mary J. Blige was recently talking in an interview um, about the upcoming Super Bowl halftime show where she's performing with like Dr. Dre, Eminem, all of them people there. And they were talking about the fact that the Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl doesn't, the NFL doesn't pay for artists to perform at the Super Bowl. And she was like, yeah, but you know what you get from it, like the exposure that you get from it, rare, 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 is far, it far exceeds being paid for the event. And I don't know, I just felt some type of way about that statement because I'm just like, but why can't you get exposure from the thing and be paid? Now, people were coming into my mentions on Twitter talking about, well, nobody's ever paid for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Duh. And, um, you know, the NFL pay for the production costs. Okay, fine. But I still don't understand why they cannot pay the people. Oh, but when Missy Elliott performed, she had an increase in her um, sales or whatever by 996%. Okay, but why can they still not pay the performers? Because you lot are running all these numbers to me like they mean anything. But my whole thing still comes back to you should still pay people for things. Because if you're, if you let that be a thing that stands culturally... Why, why aren't they paying? That's where you need to start from. Why aren't they paying the performance? Or, uh, because, oh, the prestige of the event. Well, prestige is relative. 
prestige is, subject, is subjective, right? So then that means another organization will turn around and go to you. Oh, well, I don't need to pay you. Same as what the, um, who did it that time um, that I was talking about? Tiffany Haddish was going to present for them. Was it the Grammys? But um, of course your thing has prestige. Lots of things have prestige. To use that as a reason to not pay people, I personally believe it's unethical. I'm not even saying that you have to pay people bare money, but you should still be paying people for being there, regardless of whether you're covering the production costs, regardless of the exposure that they get out of it. You're still asking them because of their talent. You're still asking them because of their skill, their artistry. So therefore, they should be paid for that. If you consider the amount of money that the NFL makes generally, and then you consider the amount of money that they make during the Super Bowl in terms of advertising, ticket sales, merch, uh, merchandise sales, all of that, there is no reason why you can't just drop these people a couple hundred thousand. If minimum, minimum, that's what you want to do, plus pay for the production costs and for you know let them enjoy the exposure that they get from it. People don't understand that when they are saying that these things are fine and they're normal and you normalize them it's going to trickle over into the things that you're doing in your day-to-day life too and then people will justify why they're not paying you and to me that is a problem that is a major problem people should be paid for the things that they do so I just didn't like that because I just feel like it sets other people up back it sets other people back especially black women back in this whole idea of like oh it's fine if I'm not getting paid for this thing because what I'll get out of it it's like that delayed gratification what I'll get out of it will make it worth it but we've been doing that for too long we need to be paid in the moment even if we're going to get more um, dividends in whatever form later on we still need to be paid in that moment and i and i believe that this is what these black female celebrities um, especially should be putting out there not things like oh well you know the exposure is great you're already a superstar you're one of the greatest r&b artists of all time what do you mean you're not taking payment oh but you know i'm gonna get it you know from other things Mm, well i'd like you to get it from this thing to be honest in this moment as well as the other things um but let me know how you feel about that because i just yeah it didn't sit right with me um and of of course i saw nelly's dick we're going down down baby down in the minimum boom boom baby ready to shimmy shimmy cocker work shimmy to me now uh i said louis baby uh, sorry i just and i love you and i need you nelly i love you i do need you sorry i just had to take that moment that was that's a that's an incredible song you know there's no man i know no is it richie i think one of my friends just doesn't like that song (laughs) it might be him i could be wrong but i know i have a friend that does not like the song dilemma i just think it's great i think it's it's just great. It marks a moment when I was in secondary school and I had, um, I had my boyfriend and I remember it came out and he was obsessed with Kelly. He was like, oh, she's so beautiful. Kelly and Ashanti. He was like, they're so beautiful. And I remember I got these jeans from East Street Market. I don't know if anyone of my age range remembers buying jeans from East Street Market, right? But they were like these dirty colored jeans, like these brown overtoned colored denim, right? And they had like leather patches and things stitched onto them and maybe like little tassels and, you know, like rips in certain areas. And I remember wearing that with my um, suede looking boots that had buckles on the side, then brown fake suede boots and um a a brown top and again that was cut from that sort of era basically um replicating roughly what 
um, Kelly had on the video and he was so excited we were going to a party and he was like oh my god oh my god and he was dressed like he really liked Ludacris as well that was his favorite um rapper so he used to wear this um baggy trousers Tim's baggy t-shirt and I think at one point on my birthday, my 16th birthday, I think he even wore one of them yellow, you know, the towel fabric headbands to my birthday. Yeah, I'm still processing all of that. But um, yeah, I won't even say his name, <laughs> bait him up. But um, yeah, that was just such an interesting outfit, such an interesting time. But I remember we were going to a party and he was just so excited about this outfit that I had on. And he was like, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, you look as close to Kelly Rowland as you're ever going to get. <laughs> I just that now it sounds wild because I don't know if the, it, it felt like part compliment but also part shade like this is the closest you as an individual that you're going to get but um yeah and he just used to love that people would say to him oh my god you know when I'd kind of look at you I mean I know that you don't have plaits but you sort of look like ludicrous so maybe that's why he dressed like that because he wanted more people to say that he looked like ludicrous um but yeah, that's the story by the by. But um, yeah, definitely saw Nelly's dick. Feel really bad for the girl because he says that he um, accidentally posted the video of her um, giving him head. Like he accidentally posted it on Instagram stories. It wasn't there for very long at all. But you know, the internet people grabbed that shit up straight away and it was everywhere. Um, and what was there wasn't his face. It was just his penis. Um, but it was all of her face, all of her face, mouth, tongue, saliva, everything was there. And I really feel for her because clearly that wasn't a video that was meant to be circulated. And it seems like from what he said, it was a, um, a video from a while back. It was from an um, interaction a while back. But I guess he kept it as part of his wank bank and that he must have come back from somewhere or wherever. And he says that he was drunk or they, I think the perception is that he was drunk and he accidentally posted it. Maybe he just wanted to go and watch it and then he posted it and then her face was everywhere and clearly people were able to identify her and so people were sending her like very very annoying messages and some very rude messages um so I feel for her and I just hope that when people agree to do certain things with some of you people that you have the good sense to keep their things private like do not you know find a way to save it where it cannot be easily shareable or whatever because one moment of stupidity for you has now meant that you've impacted her life and her family's life in a way that she's going to take her a while for her to move past that so I mean he did apologize and whatever but you know like the damage is done in it so you've got to find a way to be very careful when people allow you to do certain things um that could you know that could highly impact their life um if those things that they've done with you were to be shared like you sense you sense um so yeah apart from that we saw a bottle of champagne um in a shot of the christmas party quiz thing that boris was involved with we saw boris standing there in the background looking very very drunk everybody was outraged again yet he still continues to be prime minister so there's not really much for me to say at that point like literally the media the british public are being fed 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 spoon fed all of the information and and given every opportunity to be enraged by the fact that this guy is a pussy clerk yet not much seems to be happening and it's not me that will now go and take my black body outside to be shouting up and down if the rest of you man decide that you just want to be quiet 
and accept the nonsense. Also, we saw Kanye continuing to be Kanye doing a lot. Um, he focused his energies um, recently on Billie Eilish. Is it Billie Eilish? Billie Eilish. I, w- I think it's because of Kid Fury. I, w- I always go to call her Billie Eilish. Um, yeah, the reason for this is because Kanye is meant to be performing at uh, Coachella, the same thing, um, the same event that um, Billie Eilish, I think it is, just moving my legs, that Billie, uh, Billie Eilish is also meant to be um, performing at as well. Um, he wrote something where he says he posted, I think he posted a video or posted a picture um, of Billy and he said, come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Trav and to the families of the people who lost their lives. No one intended this to happen. Trav didn't have any idea of what was happening when he was going on, when he was on stage and was very hurt by what happened. And yes, Trav will be with me at Coachella, but now I need Billy to apologize before I perform. We've got to have a conversation about the way that um, Kanye West is obsessed with white women. Like, let's call it as it is. He's obsessed with white women, whether he's fucking them or not. He seems to use them as some kind of... um, um, social currency in a way that's rather disturbing the same what the same thing that he did with um taylor swift them times when he was just like oh yeah how can you get on the stage you know like the more i think about it the more i'm just like what the fuck even at the time i was just like i don't get it but i didn't like taylor enough and i still felt like maybe she was um them white supremacy people's princess until she spoke out she was like can you not leave me the fuck alone prior to that i didn't know what she was really about so it wasn't like i was super bothered but then the more i thought about it because again when you learn new information you're allowed to change your mind the more i learned about that what where she kind of stands with things and then i think about you know just misogyny and the different ways that it plays out in our society regardless of whether it's it's white women who are historically known to harm people like me or whatever just you see how extremely humiliating that was for um taylor swift it wasn't humiliating at the time yes of course but there was an idea of it that was just like people were more focused on the fact that oh no beyonce should have won that and and um, kanye was just sharing how he felt but i don't think it was about beyonce and i don't necessarily think it was about taylor it was about him it was about his ego he's he's a tyrant he's a he's 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 a tyrant he's an egotistical tyrant how are you going on stage and just ignoring all rules and thinking that you can do what you want to go and say what you want that's unfair it's highly unfair and so now to focus his energy on Billie Eilish and she's just like what are you talking about what are you saying um because she was like I didn't say anything about him so where all of this started is because Billy was um at her show something happened and she stopped her performance to address from what I've heard she stopped her performance to address um someone in the audience um who was ill so she stopped the performance and she was like because I care about my fans or something like that and people took that obviously as a dig um at Travis um is it Travis whatever his name is so they took that to be a dig Travis Scott Scott that's it they took that to be a dig at him and you know well maybe it was maybe it wasn't but it's the fact that you know you should stop your performance if you know that some kind of commotion is happening in your audience and you want to make sure that they're okay but she never said anything about him directly she didn't she just said what she said and that was that but Kanye deciding that he wants more drama around himself it's not enough that he's um 
causing um havoc for kim kardashian not that i feel feel for her in any way whatsoever while he's parading up and down with julia fox he's now like oh you know what that's not enough white woman controversy i'm going to go and look for a trouble with a third white woman and then he's going to need a fourth white woman to look tr for trouble with maybe um chris jenner then he'll have the four white women of the apocalypse as well or you know um but yeah it's it's just really, really strange how he just focuses so much on what white women, are, white women are doing and their business. And he'll claim that it's for one reason or the other, but it's actually just an obsession. Um, she responded to what he had to say after um, he made whatever comment he made. And um, she says that, that, you know, pretty much there was nothing, nothing to say. She, um, she commented on his post and she says, literally never said a thing about travis was just helping a fan done done like there's just nothing to say don't now try to make the whole controversy about whether you'll perform at coachella or not my business there's nothing to say leave me alone literally did not say anything about him please stop this um and i like that she kept it just nice and simple um and and it's one of those things that's difficult because obviously when he did post that somebody else commented and they um on his post and they said um man's off his meds album's gonna be crazy well they literally wrote man's off his med um, off the meds album gonna go crazy and he screenshotted that posted that on his page and he said and julia fox liked it obviously um he said the world is racist sexist homophobic and crazy phobic at at, at our core it's cheap and dismissive to say i'm off my meds anytime i speak up um phobia what anytime i speak up phobia in this sense doesn't mean being afraid of it means not giving power to let's be more conscious and not write each other off so easily so i want to i want to pause there because i've held back from criticisms or critiques of kanye west because of that very reason not necessarily because i'm thinking about whatever prescription he's on or whatever but clearly there is something happening that we've been told that he um had you know he's experiencing different aspects of you know um his mental health suffering so i take that into account but if you're now saying to people which might still be a result of you know what you are experiencing don't say that i'm saying this just because of this or that reason i'm saying it because i mean it but if you mean it then that means i can hold you accountable for how damaging it is and how like how harmful it is the things that you're doing like let's talk about if you if you really mean it then let's talk about your support of trump let's talk about how irresponsible it is to then try and split votes by putting yourself up and saying no i'm doing this i'm doing that and i'm also running for president let's talk about the things that you're doing let's talk about the fact that it's not healthy for your children the way that you're parading them as some kind of pawn in whatever sick game that you've got going on with kim kardashian let's talk about all of that then if it's not a case of you know this or that and you're truly acting of your own um you know sober somber um, volition let's talk about it your total lucid volition let's talk about what you're doing right now because what you're doing in that right now is absolutely fucked and you, one can only get away with such things from a position of privilege and it's disgusting to see truly so um yeah i just wanted to share that because i'm still trying to get my head around it and um i don't quite know what to make of it so that was so you mad let's get into start your motors the only thing i have for start your motors this week is something that is amazing basically there's a guy on uh twitter called i think his name is f1 underscore jordan he loves f1 
same way I love F1 and that's like he's, you know, his main thing that he posts about. Um, and yeah, F1 underscore Georgian. So the other day he shared a video that was shared with him, um, which is footage of the um, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix that we still, we, you know, that we're still discussing, right? And it was previously unheard. The radio conversation was previously unheard by a lot of people, including myself, where Massey, basically Michael Massey, who was the race director, essentially executed the instructions of Jonathan Wheatley, who works at Red Bull. And he didn't question it. Like what he was being told to do was just so, so wild. I'll see if I can play it. Hold on. It might mean nothing to you, but I'll just see if I can play it anyway. One second. Well, we're and there are five back markers between you and Peter. And Lewis Hamilton is heading to an eighth championship of the world here, unless Max Verstappen can do something barely credible and he's just not going to be able no, to. He's just a, no chance. Obviously, those lap cars, you don't need to let them go right the way around and catch up with the back of the pack. Understood. You need to let them Understood. Go. Just give us a second. And then we go on motor race on So we believe they may restart the race like this. All the cars ahead of you are going to pass Hamilton. Uh, everybody behind you will stay in position. That car's mate will... So it's very challenging to hear all of the things that say that's being said. But basically... Um, Jonathan Wheatley is saying to Michael Massey, well, you don't need to let all of the cars um, go. Just let, you know, these cars go. He says, obviously, those lapped cars... He says, obviously, those lapped cars, you don't need to let them all go. Just, you know, just um, you don't let you need to let them go right the way round and catch um, up with the back of the pack. And Michael Massey's like understood. Um, and he goes, you need to let them go. And he and Michael Massey says, understood, just give me a second. And then we, and then Jonathan Wheatley says, and then we've got a motor race on our hands. You as the race director, why are you taking instructions from somebody that works um, at Red Bull? Why are you taking instructions from them? Should you, as a representative of the FIA, not know the rules and not know that that is actually not, you're not meant to do that? And what do you mean? And then we've got a race on our hands. We already had a race on our blood clot hands. We had a race where Lewis Hamilton was 11 seconds ahead. We already had a race. It just wasn't a race that was going the way that you wanted the race to go. So even on that basis, Massey needs to go, something needs to be done and we want a public, we want something, something needs to be done because what had the way that Lewis Hamilton was treated without a clear um, um, statement from Formula One, from the FIA, nah, nah, sorry, it can't wash disgusting behavior so obviously everyone's sharing this video now and everyone's raging all over again like it's got 3.2 million views everybody's race like raging all over again big up yourself f1 jordan for sharing that um and so damon hill former um world champion himself and he's a commentator at sky sports um he decides to chime in and he tweets at damon um he tweets at um f1 jordan and he says jordan Sorry to burst your hot air balloon, but what th that's already very condescending, right? Jordan, sorry to burst your hot air balloon, but it's not new or emerging news. It does, however, make for uncomfortable listening, as it did at the time. No one, except Red Bull, is happy about this. The question is, what does one do about it? Grateful for any ingenious ideas. Who are you talking to, old man? Who are you talking to? I don't like the contempt with which um, and con the condescending way with which like 
older people speak to young people and especially when the people see themselves as being um you know more embedded in the sport than you are I can't wait to hear the things that some people will try to tell me because I'm a black woman who's into F1 try to explain or mansplain or white mansplain to me what is going on with Formula One because you trust and believe already from my eyes from the way that I'll roll my, roll my eyes you already know that I'm not the one to do that with right even if I don't cuss you out right there and then you'll know that I'm not the one to do that with so Jordan sorry to burst your hot air balloon calm yourself down calm yourself down Damon Hill right but this is not new or emerging news okay so if it's not new or emerging news how is it that uh, the majority of us are finding out now to the point where it has to be covered on the news because prior to that we didn't actually the the general masses didn't know of this and then he goes to say it does however make for uncomfortable listening as it did at the time so again you lot heard it you lot knew that this was a madness and everyone is still silent though and he goes no one except red bull is happy about this and that is where the lie is that is where the lie is because if no one is happy about this except for red bull then why did there are more of you lot than there are of red bull so why didn't everybody get together and say hey this is fucked up something needs to be done because the way that this race um, this race played out was so underhanded and disgusting that it really undermines the legitimacy of the sport as a whole something needs to be done nobody's saying that you need to take the championship away from um Verstappen because now that would be embarrassing now that would also be humiliating but something needs to be recorded in history that says blatantly that what happened there was gross misconduct something needs to be happened and an apology needs to be issued because that can't run so now when you're saying the question is what does one do about it again why are you lot being so apathetic why are you lot pretending that you don't have any power one thing that grinds my gears in this life is white men pretending that they don't have any power power can be relative depending on your um the ethnicity um well your your nationality even if you are and racialized within once within the dominant race right you still have some power within that race if you are racialized as white and male especially if you're heterosexual right you do have power so one thing that fucking pisses me off the same thing that we saw similar thing that we saw with philip pullman is when you're now saying that as a white man you don't know you don't know your power you don't or just as a person you because you don't you don't see yourself as a white man but the rest of the world does. And you're going, oh, I don't, you know, what does one do about it? There are numerous things that you could do about it. Think about what would have been done if it was the other way round. If it was Lewis that was in Verstappen's situation, you lot would have been up and down trying to get that trophy away from him. You lot would have found every reason to rescind whatever um, race result that was. You would have reverted to the race before the safety car came out, the, before the um, physical safety car came out. You would have reverted to that. You would have done anything in your power to make sure that he did not keep that championship because of how the race was, um, you know, was how the race turned out. You wouldn't have allowed it to happen. But for some reason, everybody's scratching their heads because under the underlying theme is how do we take this away from a white man and you don't want to and i'm not necessarily even saying that at this point there is any point in doing that or taking away anything because yeah technically speaking he has now won because he passed the finish line first but you it was only allowed to happen because of the way that race was manipulated it's really that simple nobody just loses an 11 second lead unless you lot were fiddling with the things so then he ends it with grateful for any ingenious ideas. It doesn't have to be ingenious. 
It doesn't have to be ingenious, Mr. Hill. It just has to be common sense. But clearly common sense is not common. And don't be talking to people in a condescending way, like what they're saying doesn't make fucking sense when actually it's what you're saying that makes no pussy class sense. Remember that respectfully. So I commented and I was just like, well, this is a defeatist attitude to take. I said, this sounds defeatist. The issue is that injustice should be publicly acknowledged as just that. The reason for this is because it limits an eventual collective misremembering of events, which is highly unfair to Lewis Hamilton. This has to be course corrected. No pun intended. It has to be, it has to be corrected because in the future, it's going to be remembered as something other than what it was, which is a travesty. So fix it. That's all you're being asked to do. Fix it in whatever capacity you can come up with. But what needs to go down on paper, pen to paper, is that we fucked up. And for that reason, Michael Massey's gone. And you're telling us to think about his well-being. Oh, you know, he's received so much abuse in this time. I'm sorry, I don't know if he received enough. I mean, I don't know if he's received a death threat. I don't condone that. But he needs a cussing. The cussing is necessary because you don't do things like that. You don't do such a woeful job within your capacity of your, within the capacity of your profession and not expect a cussing out, especially when all it does is reinforce certain narratives about the limitations that black people are forced to endure in this society. That's how I see it anyway. I've seen a few of the cars. Red Bull looks cute. McLaren looks cute. Um, did I see Aston Martin? No, I saw Haas and um their car revealed in the in the libraries i've seen that but um looking forward to um the 18th of february i think it is that we actually see the mercedes car 18th or 19th i'm looking forward to seeing that anyway and seeing the car for 2022 and then once all the cars are revealed oh i can't wait for testing baby and to see what cars, you know, you know, the numbers that they're doing and all of that and seeing how well that they're performing and just, you know, getting us excited, whetting our appetites for the season to begin. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say for Start Your Motors, basically. Now let's get to Straw of the Week, a.k.a. Suck Your Mum. So my first Straw of the Week goes out to Dave Chappelle. Um, he's been doing a lot lately, a lot of things that are straw worthy, but you know, his diligent fans will continue to be his fans, I guess. But he recently helped to kill an affordable housing plan after threatening to pull his business from the area. It says here, Dave Chappelle helped kill plans for an affordable housing development in his hometown of Yellow Springs, Ohio. The, um, the comedian appeared at a council meeting. There's a video of it that you can watch online. That's what I watched um, that led me here. The comedian appeared at a council meeting this week, um, well, last week, and threatened to pull sev several businesses he's developing for Yellow Springs if the town moved forward with the affordable housing development. Along with his company, um, Iron Table Holdings LLC, Chappelle is reportedly launching a restaurant called the Firehouse Eatery and a comedy club named, um, named Live from YS in the town. I cannot believe you would make me audition for you, Chappelle said at the council meeting. You look like clowns. I'm not bluffing. I will take it all off the table. According to the um, area news, their daily news, Yellow Springs was working on Obera Homes on a new development, working with Obera Homes on a new development project of single family homes, duplexes and townhouses of which 1.75 acres would be set aside for more affordable housing. Chappelle joined other residents of the Yellow Springs community in opposing the plan. The council nixed the affordable housing component of the plan and agreed to construct 143 single family homes with a starting price of approximately $300,000. Um, 
In a story on the development project published last December, Yellow Springs News and via Rolling Stone reported that M. Chappelle lives close to the proposed location for the housing units. The comedian and other local residents who opposed the development raised concerns over increased traffic, a lack of sidewalks and the general setup of the development. Chappelle said at a December council meeting that he was adamantly opposed to the plan, adding, I've invested millions of dollars in town. If you push this thing through, what I'm investing is no longer applicable. I would say that Oprah can buy all of this property from me if they want to be your benefactor because I will no longer want to. Um, Carla Sims, spokesperson for Chappelle, issued the following statement on behalf of the comedian. Without question, Dave Chappelle... Dave Chappelle cares about Yellow Springs. He's sewn into the fabric of the village. The passion with which he delivered his comments during the village council meeting was just as evident as when he fought to create living wage jobs with his famed summer camp for residents during the height of the COVID pandemic. Neither Dave nor his uh, neighbours are against affordable housing. However, they are against the poorly vetted cookie cutter sprawl style development deal, which has little regard for the community, culture and infrastructure of the village. The whole development deal, cloaked as an affordable housing plan, is anything but affordable. Three out of the 143 lots would have been for future affordable housing. The rest of the homes were to be priced between 250k and and upwards of 600k um in yellow springs and in many other places that is not considered affordable affordable housing instead it's an accelerant on the um, (laughs) homogenization of yellow springs okay that was a good pr statement but the fact still remains that no i don't buy it the fact of the matter is sometimes black men make money not just black men, but more times black men, they make money and then they want to be as far away from anything that they make money so they can um, um, cosplay white masculinity. Um, You know, white masculinity in the sense of how, yeah, well, how, well, that's what white masculinity was constructed to do, to be um, a vehicle for white supremacist patriarchy. Why would you? Because to me, the, the they only said that they wanted to keep a plot of land. They hadn't actually decided how that was going to play out or what. I mean, they might have presented plans, but the definite plans that you did have was for the development that you didn't mind. But you just didn't want the affordable homes aspect of it, because actually what would happen is that you feel like it would decrease the value of the businesses that you are developing in the area because, you know, people make money and then suddenly they have contempt for poorer people this living wage summer camp that you mentioned why is anyone even paying um, people enough to live on living wage doesn't sound exciting to me why is it just living wage why are you not paying people more than living wage you know so you've put out the statement that's meant to sound like oh no but he has done this for the community Mm, but still it's not enough as far as i'm concerned and why you would block like the land is not yours ultimately the everybody that's doing what they're doing right now the majority of people that are doing what they're doing right now to shout about land up and down in america the land is not yours really so to now be like oh i don't want this affordable housing scheme to go ahead i just think it's really callous and um i think that a straw is deserved for that because there's a special hell uh, there's a special hell there's a special type of hell there's a special type of place in hell for black people who make it out of certain socioeconomic situations only to shit on the people who are still in those situations. That's wild to me. That's extremely wild to me. I don't care about when you're talking about all the aesthetics of, oh, we don't want it to be these sprawling sort of cookie cutter designs that, okay, well you design something then you design a different way for it to look then because it's not about the design. It's about you not wanting the people that the design would house to be where you are. That is the issue. 
and boy that's that's really saying something um so that was my first straw of the week you can definitely have that and you, uh, that straw also is useful for all of the other fuckery that you've been saying and doing over the past few years you could have it for that as well um my next straw goes out to uh, chris kirkland as well as kurt zuma as well as um everybody who's been involved in this case thus far so i'm just going to take you through the things to begin kurt zuma who is a football player there's a video that um came out of, of him or that was shared about him um kicking allegedly kicking a cat um i'm just bringing this up now and so they were, that was like last week and there was a lot of uproar about it in fact i would say more uproar than mason greenwood um uh when the video was shared of um the bruises that he allegedly put on his girlfriend and um the voice note of him um trigger warning if you want to skip ahead now of him basically um raping his girlfriend because she says clearly in the video recording that she doesn't want to have sex and she even says that you can go and have sex with somebody else i don't want to have sex in this audio recording and he's like no just fucking move fucking move and he's calling her a twat and all sorts and it's horrible horrible to listen to but that mason greenwood one kind of just mm, it kind of just moved to the side uh you know after a couple of days um but yeah kurt zuma had caught a cat they've been seized by rs um rspca as he's axed by west ham and fined two hundred and fifty thousand pounds over a vile video that um was shared about him it says here the west ham ace has also been fined um £250,000 which is two weeks wages and dropped from the squad over the vile video which was filmed at his um, Essex mansion Um, the RSPCA have confirmed that they're investigating the disturbing footage the defender 27 will now not feature in this Sunday's Premier League clash against Leicester City that was last week it follows a huge backlash from the public after the France international played last night against Watford where he was booed by both sets of fans the RSPCA confirmed that they're now um they've seized his cat um they said that they're now in their care uh, they said that our pri- priority is and has always been the well-being of these cats they've been taken for a checkup at a vet and they will remain in our care while the investigation continues we're grateful to everyone who has expressed their concern for these cats and we're dealing with the issue before the video went viral um and uh, what is it we were dealing with this I- issue before the video went viral online and are leading the investigation the footballer who is on 125,000 pounds a week has now been fined 250,000 pounds um he's on uh, by west ham um the club said zuma had been fined the maximum amount possible following his actions in the video a statement said the player has been immediately accepted the player has immediately accepted the fine which will be donated to Han- um, animal welfare charities um west ham united would like to re- uh, reiterate our condemnation of kurt's actions and make it clear that the matter continues to be handled with the utmost seriousness Zuma was filmed kicking one of his cats, uh, one of his two cats, like a football, and slapping it out of a child's hand in the dis- disturbing footage. He issued an apology um, after the film, um, shared by his brother Yon on Snapchat, was exclusively featured by the Sun. Essex police last night said it was making urgent inquiries into the video, but the Sun understands that um, the force will now be dropping the investigation. More than 120,000 people have signed a petition calling for Zuma to be prosecuted over the footage and banned from keeping animals. Um, Okay, so all of that happened and there's nothing about that that I go against at all, at all, at all. I'm just like, you know what? 
you're a stupid motherfucker. You're a sick motherfucker for going around and hurting animals. But I say that and I hear the irony in it as somebody that eats meat. Because we're saying this about a domesticated animal, but cows, pigs, um, lambs, you know, numerous animals, chickens are being killed daily, you know, and in the most, some of the most horrendous ways. So we can have the things that we have. So we can have a lemon pepper wing, which I have not had for months. I want you to know, because I haven't had any chicken, but that's beside the point because I've been eating other meat. But I say that to say that that was one of the first moments that I had, well, not one of the first moments, but one of the real integral moments that I've had recently where I'm just like, but you can't say that this is wrong. What happened to the cat when you're eating cows? Do you get what I mean? Like, how is that bad? What he did to the cat, which is bad. Of course, it's horrible. But how is that any worse than eating a beef burger? Do you get what I mean? So... I really have to get myself together and let 2022 be the last year that anybody sees me eating any meat because I want to be able to back my chat. If there's something that you know about me, a baby girl, like the the baby girl is that I like to be able to back my chat and I can't back my chat if, you know, I feel like one thing is horrendous, but then another thing I'm almost desensitized and socialized into believing that that is acceptable. And I think that that's what a lot of people also need to do because there were a lot of people shouting up and down about, oh, he kicked the cat, he kicked the cat, but you're also a meat eater. So what are you saying? You need to get to the point of like, yes, you might be saying that because of the way that you've been socialized to view cats in this country because it's not the same for all around the world. Do you get me? But um, you have to think about that and also think about your racism because you don't like this nignog. That's what it is. Like you seem as a black player this black player you know that is what you're you're fueled by your racism you know it's the same thing i say sometimes when i'm cussing sadiq khan i'm cussing sadiq khan for the reasons that i'm cussing sadiq khan but you man seem to have a funny tinge to how you're cussing him that i don't really agree with you know i'm cussing him because of the policies that i think that are abysmal you seem to be cussing him because of the color of his skin and um and all intermingled with islamophobia and i'm not there with you i'm really really not but back to this case we then had Chris Kirkland, who's a former go and former goalkeeper. He was on the news talking about art. Oh, you know, it's um, terrible watching that video of what happened to the cat. And, you know, of course, he cares about um, mental health of players. But, you know, the backlash that um, Kurt Zuma is getting is, you know, he's, he's basically deserved. And he was just like, you know, we we have fines for for when racism is happening on the pitch and things like that. So why can't, you know, and, you know, why can't there be a fine for this, basically, because this is worse than racism. He said, like, kicking a cat is worse than racism. Now, I'm very careful with what I'm saying here, because I'm not saying that a a cat's life is not precious. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it was right in any way to kick a cat. But you're trying to tell me that the institutional systemic oppression and the torture that black people have faced throughout the centuries um, is not as important to you as a cat being kicked. Now, I know that that's true because a lot of white people care more about animals, animals' rights, than they care about humans' rights, when it, um, human rights when it comes to black people because ultimately they hate the fact that black people can talk back. They hate the p- fact that black people have autonomy and, and agency. They don't like it. So that's why it's like, no, I'll fight for animals because animals will do what I say. You know, 
and it's funny because that's why some of you lot are getting scratched up by your cats because even the cats will be the first ones to rebel to join black people understand that now the cats will be the first ones and they've already started like they've already started i've been telling you lot already the cats don't play and you can see the power of the cats because the cats got together they held a council and they were like kurt zuma wagwan for him and what did he use he used snapchat he used a social media site where the cats are already communicating so the cats saw that and they were like no honey no honey around honey that's not happening they don't say honey because they save their for when they're angry and they're hissing they were like no honey no meow no that's not happening and they got together and they were like they and they done his dance rightly so but what i will not have is a white man like kirk uh chris kirkland talking about oh well you know kicking a cat is worse than racism what do you know of racism what do you know about racism what do you know as a white man what do you know how can you come and quantify and start doing comparative investigation what the fuck do you know about racism to be talking out of your thin lips i bet you haven't washed your legs a single day a single day even when you were on that pitch grabbing the balls if you managed to grab any balls grabbing the balls and rolling about in the grass and the mud what do you know about what you're talking about but you're just talking for the sake of talking like a talker oh, it's worse than racism. And that is the thing. A lot of black and um, white people in this country are so resentful that black people even dare to call out racism because it makes them uncomfortable from just enjoying their racism and enjoying football, enjoying their sport. They don't want all of that. They don't want you to keep hammering on and harping on about, oh yeah, racism, racism. So any chance they get, they'll be like, oh, 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 you're talking about racism, but didn't you just do this? Almost as if, you know, enduring racism has any kind of bearing on your individual morality i'm not saying a black person cannot be a cunt i'm just saying that are they is their cuntdom is their cuntish behavior being treated the same way that some as, as somebody else's cuntish behavior that's not black the likelihood is no and that is what we're talking about until we get to the stage where everybody is a dickhead like everybody the consequences for everybody's dickheaddom is on par then that is an issue because in this case when john terry did the racist shit that ron john terry has been known to do i think his fine was the two hundred and twenty thousand pound fine but where kurt zuma is concerned his fine is a two hundred and fifty thousand pound fine and that is interesting to me. It's interesting to me that sheep had rights before black people. You know, sheep had rights before black people. Before we even got going, we got this, you know, the ball rolling with the abolishment um, of slavery. The RSPCA were, was already pretty much in, in its infancy, already being formed, already all of that stuff was already being done. So you, you have to understand that that narrative still is something that we see today the news channels did not want to share videos of the cat being kicked but they were very happy to show videos of george floyd having been murdered by Derek chauvin that police officer they were happy to show nine minutes of the knee on the neck they were happy to show that but they will not show you a cat being killed what the fuck is going on they were happy to say nigga 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 on the bbc and telling you oh well you know we're repeating what was said okay by that metric you should have also showed the cat video not that i want to see the cat video of course not what i'm saying is you did not show that because you were considering 
the sensitivity of, you know, the people that would have been watching it. You were considering, you know, the well-being of the cat. Why don't, you know what? Oh, to be a cat. Oh, to be a cat. Not a black cat, because black cats get abuse as well. And there's some, that is something for society to really investigate. But oh, to be a cat, to just feel the humanity that's afforded to cats that will not be afforded to me as a black woman. Jesus of Kingston, Jamaica. Wow. Truly, truly, we are living in a time. We are living in a time. So, of course, a straw goes out to Kurt Zuma and his brother, Yon. Like, fuck all of you lot. Because usually when you start beating and treating animals like that, that's the sign of a, of a, of a serial killer. That is a sign of a serial killer. Don't fuck with cats. You've been told, don't fuck with cats. And that's why you got what you got. And if another team ever sign, never signs you again, that's your personal problem. That's your personal problem for deciding to move like a mad individual. That's on you. And you should have had more sense than to move like a mad person, like a heartless person in this society that already hates you for your black skin. You played yourself, ho. You played yourselves. As for Chris Kirkland, you shut up. He came back later to be like, oh, just a quick one. Like he's Sally. Oh, I just wanted to say that, you know, of course, I think that racism is wrong. And da, 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 da. I'm just saying that we need as much, um, you know, this and that because this shouldn't be allowed to stand. No, you lot hate you lot hate the fact that racism is called out. I don't believe you. Any chance anybody gets. Oh, oh, if I were a black person, would you have been able to? Everyone suddenly knows how to be doing comparative comparative. Shut up shut up, don't want to hear it, you said what you said the first time, and I heard you clearly, and it's interesting that the people, the people that were interviewing him on the BBC Breakfast show had nothing to say in, in response, you lot just sit there like sitters and say nothing, all because of the sake of quote-unquote impartiality, but you know when to speak, when you've got, you know, when other things are happening in society, interesting that, isn't it, so um yeah straw for them straw for them Just go suck out your mothers you idiots everybody on or everybody that was hyping it up everybody that was just like oh my god this is so terrible so why don't you use the same vim when things are happening to black people why don't you use the same vim why didn't you use the same vim um when you heard about nicole um, um nicole smallman and um, smallman and biba henry why didn't you use the same vim about the police officers that were taking selfies next to their dead bodies why didn't you use that because you've got them for animals, but you don't have them for black humans. Very interesting behavior. And last but not least, my last straw of the week, the way that I open the show is the way I'm going to close out the show. My last straw of the week goes out to Cressida Dick. Ha 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 ha. You've had to resign. Ha 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 ha. Because you were what? All you were was merely another face of white supremacy, baby. And they cleared you on out of there. Sadiq Khan was like, baby, you've got a few, you've got a couple of hours to days to sort out racism within your ranks. Now, I don't know how he expected her to get that done in a number of days. It also shows his lack of understanding of systemic and institutional oppression. But either way, she was out in the end. Now she's still, I think she's still um, part of the House of Lords. So she's still holding power as a white woman she's still holding power and i do believe that she's one of the white um you know four white women of the apocalypse so we've got that to contend with as well um and maybe kirsty alsop i didn't cover cover is it kirsty or christy alsop i didn't cover cover her this week with her nonsense comments about home ownership but she's probably one of the other women as well um but yeah, it's just all madness out here. Glad you got fired because um, you've been a wild yak for a long time. You've been a wild you 
for a long time um and um you should have been fired from when that all that stuff happened where um john charles the menzes um the menaces was um was killed um wrongfully when he was mistaken for the terrorists that you lot were looking for you should have been fired from then but you were there heading up the heading up the whole thing the whole um, operation and in fact what happened is that then you were promoted because of course you'll always be promoted when you are doing the bidding of white supremacist heteropatriarchy and upholding a system that is so incredibly violent you're going to be you know you're going to get what you get for that um so yeah 17 years um 17 years ago should have been when you went but as dame cressida you remained in the same place um and then now you're now you're gone from i mean again from was it 2017 when she said oh well um i don't think that the, well the met isn't institutionally racist so it's no longer institutionally racist and it's not helpful for the public to refer to them in that way because this and that shut up it says here, Metropolitan Police Commissioner Dame Cressida Dick is leaving her role after a series of damaging controversies. Dame Cressida said she had been left with no choice after London Mayor Sadiq Khan made it clear to her that she, he had no confidence in her leadership. Um, last week, the police watchdog found disgraceful misogyny, discrimination and sex harassment amongst some Met PCs. Dame Cressida, the first woman to lead the biggest UK police force, also faced criticism over the Sarah Everard case when she was telling people to like flag down buses or do this and do that or or ask for phone verification to check if a police officer is who they say they are. Very, very white focused things because you think like a black person is going to be able to question police when they're being stopped. Are you all right? A plainclothes police officer? Even what? Anyway, um, Miss Miss Everard was murdered by a serving Met police officer Wayne Cousins in March last year. Speaking on BBC London hours before her departure was announced, she insisted that she had absolutely no intention of quitting, and that's what I love. I that was so, what was so sweet about the day because literally in the morning she was just like, "I ain't going nowhere, hoes. I'm gonna be here. You know, it is what it is." Her, hours later, okay, so I'll be resigning. Yeah, because you 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 thought you had the smoke, but you don't. Boris has that smoke where he'll be like, oh, I'm not going anywhere because he's a white man. You as a white woman, that all of that power doesn't quite make it all the way over to you because we're still in a very, very misogynistic society. Um, it goes on to say, um, and that she was seething angry about the culture at Charing Cross police station, which was exposed by the police watchdog. In her resignation statement, Dame Cressida said she had agreed to stay for a short period to ensure the stability of the Met. Her successor will be appointed by the Home Secretary. Oh God, Preeti is going to fuck us. In consultation with the Mayor of London, contenders include Matt Dukes and Neil Basu, who are both assistant Met commissioners. Hmm, interesting. Beyond London, the Met is also responsible for national counter-terrorism policing. Mr Khan said he was not satisfied with Dame Cressida's response to the scale of change required to root out racism, sexism, homophobia, bullying and misogyny in the Met. On being informed of this, Dame Cressida Dick has said she will be standing aside, he said. Mr Khan thanked the commissioner for her 40-year policing career. He said he would now work closely with the Home Secretary on the appointment of a new commissioner with an aim to restore trust in the force. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said Dame Cressida has served her country with great dedication and distinction over many decades. But the thing is, he would want her gone as well because she didn't really want to see into that investigation of all of these parties during lockdown. So everybody's linked in one way or another and everybody's nasty, everybody's disgusting. 
Home Secretary Preeti Patel said the police chief held the role during challenging times and that she exemplified the increasingly diverse nature of our police. Um, Susan Hall, leader of the Greater London Assembly Conser uh, Conservatives, said Mr Khan had handled the st um, situation extremely badly. Of course, she would say that as one of the four women um, of the four white women of the apocalypse. Earlier, th um, earlier this week, Mr Khan said he had put Dame Cressida on notice following the exposure of racist and sexist messages sent by officers at Charing Cross. But Miss Hall told BBC Radio 4 that um, she um, that that should have been done behind closed doors. Um, she said the resignation made Londoners less safe and left a void at the top of the Met. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We want her gone. It does, there's no void. There's no void whatsoever. We are so fine. Depending on who comes in next, they can get it too. They'll get cast out too. Whichever one they choose out of Matt and the other one, they'll get it too. So don't care. Absolutely do not care. Because you know what? You can keep replacing the head of the snake. The snake is still the snake, Right. So you, that, that's just what it is. It is what it is at the end of the day, but they're going to get cussed out too. So, well, I guess that's it. Cressida, enjoy your straw on your way out and don't let the door hit you on your flat bum. Um, and that's that. That's that for this week's episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. Like I said, remember to watch moretimeshow.com moretimeshow.com and follow me on at collection of at say your mind pod lovely to see so many of you on um patreon and i'll be adding more stuff as we go along and i look forward to seeing all my patrons or the ones that can make it at the live show for our pre-show um mingle um and i guess that's that um obviously look out for the gofundme that i will be posting regarding the children's home and getting started on that and yeah do wish me all of the all of the great vibes while i'm in nigeria i will aim to record in fact i think contractually i have to record an episode while i'm out in nigeria i've got things you know deadlines to meet so i'll be recording um an episode hopefully while i'm in nigeria as well and um yeah that's that thank you for all of the love thank you for all of the support for for making more time happen those of you who were able to support i hope that you can support on the next stage of my ventures um as an individuale with my mum and yeah that's it that is it i hope that you are all well and i'm wishing you the absolute best week keep shining keep glowing keep being the baby people that you are i've been kaleshi okafor and yeah i'll catch you on the flip side peace it's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find And she's one of a kind, don't say you mind, say you mind